What's up, y'all? This is Chitty Bang, and I'm on the Renegade Millionaire Show, the podcast that profiles entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs. Join us as we go one-on-one inside the hearts and minds of some of our generation's best and brightest. And now, introducing your host, my friend, Sun Group Wealth Partners Managing Director, CNBC and Forbes.com contributor, Winnie Sun. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again. It's Winnie Sun, and I'm your host for the Renegade Millionaire Show. We are taping here in beautiful TuneIn Studios in L.A., and uh, we have a lot of really interesting guests for you today. But those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I am Financial Advisor, Managing Director for Sun Group Wealth Partners here in beautiful Southern California. So if you have any questions pertaining to your own investments or portfolio, don't hesitate to reach out because I would love to talk to you. And, you know, you can always find me at winniesun.com. And with that, let's talk about finances real quick. Financials. Financial um, markets are going all right recently. There's been a whole bunch of things in the news, but most importantly, what can you do today? The one thing I would encourage you to do, because we do know that interest rates will probably be coming up pretty soon, that Fed Chairman Janet Yellen will probably be increasing rates soon. So one thing I'm doing myself that I would encourage you to consider is look at your present mortgages. If you own a home or investment property or are even considering purchasing a home, now is the time to take a look at those statements. Pull them out, take a look at your terms, and if you have any questions on them, reach out to someone like myself or your CPA or your financial advisor and just talk to them and see if you have any options to lower those rates so that uh, you can have the most favorable terms that you can. And with that, let's start the show. So I am so super excited to introduce to you our next guest, Adrian Ashley. Oh my goodness, I I tell you, I've been Twitter following her, stalking her, a huge fan. And you definitely have to, if you have a Twitter account, and if you don't, I don't know why you don't, but if you do, you got to go on, you got to eat search for her. And I'll spell you her name because she spells it in a little bit of a unique way. It's Adrian, which is A-D-R-Y-E-N-N, Ashley. So Adrian, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. So I'm so excited to talk about um, what you're doing because I think you've touched on a space that there, there's so much buzz going on right now, which is all there's all this talk about crowdfunding. And I understand that you have developed a very unique niche. I was thinking perhaps you could share with us your story. Absolutely. So we, I spent the last year, well, not the last year, all of 2014, trying to get a reality television show made. And uh, I'm an award-winning film producer, award-winning best-selling author. I have a huge social platform. And I could not get any, I could not get a response. They kept going, I don't understand social, so no. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, I realized, you know, the only way that this is going to happen is the only way anything has ever happened for me where I made my own breaks. Mm-hmm. So we developed a platform called Crowded Reality, and mm-hmm. it's the world's first cl- crowdfunding platform for reality TV and talk shows. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we put together a platform that allows people to crowdfund not only for the, the money that they need for their pilot, which is what a lot of people do on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, but then what, mm-hmm. right? So we also collect social currency that creates a demographic background report that we can share with advertisers and distribution outlets and say, look, this show has legs. It has, like our current show, Wake Up, has 3.5 million in social currency. So that's how many people we can reach out and touch. Mm-hmm. That's a huge number. And for advertisers, it gives them certainty that 
their product is actually going to be seen and by the right people. So it gives them uh, encouragement to maybe spend a little Vegas money uh, to try an alternative development platform instead of just going the traditional network route where we have pilot season in January, they spend $100 million, they do 20 shows, they cancel 10 of them before they even finish their pilot, they put eight on the air for the pilots, and then they cancel five of those, and they end up with three by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. It's not a fiscally sound model. And so what we're offering them is to take a little bit of that money and try it our way. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is brilliant. My background, you know, I back in the day before I went into finance, I owned a television audience production company here in Los Angeles. And we had shows like Americans Funniest Home Videos, but you're talking like pilot season. We had mm-hmm. so many pilots pilots that we participated in and were part of filming. And imagine all that hard costs and not knowing yes. whether or not the audience um, back home would follow that show, right? And you've basically taken right. some of that risk away by bringing what you call social currency because you say, well, look, at we already come up with three and a half million followers. So the likelihood of success for the show is so much higher, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So simple, but so genius. And that's the whole point is it's mitigating the risk for them because that's the one thing that I kept hearing when I was trying to get my show made and trying to get sponsorship Mm -hmm. was, you know, how do you know there's an audience? I'm like, well, gee, I don't know. Um, Six out of ten people, you know, their dream job is being an actor and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's ten times higher than the number of people that want to be a singer and we have – singing and dancing shows all time, all day long, mm-hmm. right? right? So why not have a show for filmmaking, for acting, for directing, for composing, and, uh, you know, and, and for writing? And that was what the show was about. And we're still going to make that show. Mm-hmm. We just decided we're going to launch the platform first, build the platform's audience, and then put our show up there because we need a million bucks. Right. So anybody right. out there who has a spare million bucks who wants to turn it into a hundred million, you know, give me a call. But we're using the platform for that. <laughs> well, that's great. So I guess that's what I was going to ask you. So I've heard the term social TV. Can you talk about what exactly is social TV? So social TV is uh, it's not new, mm-hmm. um, but it's very misunderstood. So in the traditional industry way of thinking about it, social TV is where The Voice or Shark Tank dominate Twitter when their show is on the air, okay? Okay. That's not social TV. Okay. It's what they think it is, and it's mm-hmm. because they can, they can quantify it. But what it, what, it, what it isn't is just a bolt-on social media to what the current network industry archetype is. Mm-hmm. What social TV truly is is a shifting in the paradigm of how we think of television, So in our world, the broadcast, which is normally the sun in the traditional universe, Mm -hmm. becomes the earth. And the community that we build, the website, the mobile app, the interaction, the forums, the ability for the viewers to engage not only with the show but with each other, that becomes the sun in our universe because that deep two-way engagement gives them a feeling of ownership and it gives them a feeling of community and it allows us to have a deeper reach with the advertising and with our promotions and it allows us to go more, do more with our audience. And that's a key differentiator because there's way more money in a social TV concept like I've explained than there is in a traditional broadcast. And there's a ton of money in broadcast, mm-hmm. but they're, seeing, they're losing to the streamies and right. it's because they're not creating community. 
I see. So you know that,、mm-hmm. yeah, because since nowadays there are so many TV shows popping up on different platforms like Netflix and and other、um, on-demand streaming、mm-hmm. channels, right? So you're saying like、yeah. not only are these shows obviously in competition to our traditional syndicated television shows, but they they need to basically create a collaboration and community to kind of support these shows, right? Is that what you're saying? Right. Yes. So the example is. You have Game of Thrones, which is a huge show. Yes, right. The most pirated、Then、show in history. Then you have, yeah. Then you have this website called Winter is Coming.、Mm-hmm. That is like the 117th most trafficked website in the world, or in the U.S. Whatever it is, it's huge. It's like it's、mm-hmm. huge.、Okay. The show doesn't own it. It's a fan-generated thing. Right. Right. So that's Now, social capital. What if the show owned it? What if the show owned it? What if the show controlled it? What if the entire point of Game of Thrones was to drive hundreds of millions of people to that fan site and control their experience and get a deeper experience, get them in the backstage pass? That's what we call our our experiences—a backstage pass—and、um, be able to then market them and merchandise them and all the different things that you can do with them, and then set up fan, you know, fan cons, you know, the conventions and. Have a you know a Game of Thrones con and and have a hundred thousand people show up and like all of the money、mm-hmm. is in the social engagement,、mm-hmm. all of it,、right. and 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 it's not happening. So that was the big misstep right there. Imagine if the show did what Winter is Coming did, but it's hard to think like that because it, you really have to come at it from a fan engagement perspective and. What does a fan want,、mm-hmm. right? And what we do on Wake Up, as an example, our show is on Saturday. We're about to go on hiatus、uh, for the summer, and we'll be back in the fall. But we, our show is on Saturday.、Mm-hmm. Sunday, we have a mindfulness minute, which is really,、uh, you know, it's not Super Soul Sunday. We leave that to Oprah. It's really something self-determined, self-reliant, something you can do and absolutely make a decision to do on your own to direct your life. Monday is our organization preparedness planning type thing, so recipes, workouts, that kind of stuff.、Okay. Tuesday's book club. Wednesday is our community tweet chat where we bring in a special guest or one of our sponsors or one of our、uh, guests on the show or something like that, and we have a, a community chat. Thursday we have our celebrity guest. Friday is the coaching corner. It's all about them. What do they need? You know, they post things into the community and say, "I'm I'm stuck here or I need this," and we go find the right expert. Who's got the right solution for them, and we introduce them, and it's all—it's all about the fans. It's all about the community. How long is this show? Well, how long is one a day show?、Uh, Wake up is one hour. One hour. Okay. Once a week. Is it? And so, so that broadcast it becomes a commercial for the backstage pass and for the rest of the week's engagement. Okay. Oh, I see. And what network is this on? It's on Pop. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And so you're able to quantify how many.、Uh, Viewers, because of the backstage experience, not just the backstage experience. Obviously, Nielsen too.、Mm-hmm. Pop is brand new. It's the former TV Guide Network, and they had very few viewers, you know, on purpose because、mm-hmm. we basically did a blue ocean strategy. So we went where there really wasn't anybody already,、mm-hmm. and we brought forty thousand viewers to our premiere. Wow, that's incredible! With so, no marketing, just、wow. literally just word, no, just word of mouth. And、mm-hmm. a few social posts, no paid advertising, no nothing. Wow! I didn't even、incredible. boost a post for that week. <laughs> wow! 
Wow, that's incredible. So let me ask you this. So, you know, obviously we're here in Los Angeles today and everybody, like, you know, we go to a restaurant, everybody wants to be on TV. Everybody has a show idea. Everybody has a script. So people who have these ideas and they say, wow, so Adrian, I want what you have. Well, how do I get from point A to point B? Super simple. Um, Obviously, I want you to register with the Writers Guild, copyright your work, always CYA, right? If you can Mm -hmm. trademark it, do it. Um, So I'm all about CYA because I've had three shows stolen that are still on the air, and every time I channel surf past one, Mm -hmm. I get pissed. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it happens in the industry. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the other reason that I say make your own breaks, right? Mm -hmm. If you're out there and you have put a show up there um, and, and you put it up on Crowded Reality, and it's like Kickstarter Indiegogo in that it's a rewards-based thing, but you can also put sponsorship levels in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you collect social currency. So that's where somebody comes in and they back you with their Twitter. That's giving you permission to post on their Twitter to support the premiere of their show. So you're not posting before the premiere. Wow, right? So if you never make it to the premiere, you're never posting. But mm-hmm. you're collecting their social currency and their Facebook um, and that allows us to look behind the curtain and see who these people are, where do they live, how old are they, and put together a demographic profile. And once they get 1,000 backers, um, it's easy to create that demographic profile report, and that's when we offer to take them on as an agency. And we can go out to our sponsors and our distribution outlets and say, look, I think you should bet on this. I think it's a great show, and they have what it takes. Now, you have to have social backing. So mm-hmm. It's a team sport, just like any crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you really have to know what exactly you're doing. Mm-hmm. So our show, our platform is not uh, for really expensive shows, like three or $400,000 an episode. Mm-hmm. It's not there yet. Yeah, you know, I, I Are saw we going to have some one-offs? Show. Maybe. Right. But it's really for, for reality and TV talk shows where your budget's like, you know, 50 to 100,000 or less. Right. So right. we raised over a hundred thousand dollars. We shot five episodes, and we aired them. So it's it's like that. I saw a really cute show that was on your site. Um, I think it was a father and son. I'm not sure if it is, but two men, and they went into a high school and helped people build robots. And I thought, oh, what a cute idea. Mark is going to freak out that you think that Louis is his son because they're the same age. But that's called the Fab Lab, and I'm yes. producing that show with them. Uh, and it is Oops. it is all about a, a mobile maker space, so it's kind of like Make-A-Wish for people that want to make something. Yes, yes. And uh, the pilot that we're working on for that is we're going to build a rally car for a paraplegic. Yeah, so right I now, love his that. Mom, that was a tease. Yeah, he wants to race. But he also needs transportation because mm-hmm. his mom takes him everywhere because he doesn't mm-hmm. have a car. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and they teased it because they ended it right there. Like, oh, <laughs> pull him apart. <laughs> oh, my God. So my mom was watching this. Oh, this was so funny. So I, she's watching it. She's really enjoying it. And all of a sudden, it turns to that. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that was despicable. You can't do that. You can't upset <laughs> me like that. Now, and she's like, ah! and I was like, well, I guess I, we did exactly what I asked them to do. <laughs> I thought it was quite brilliant. Make and, them and cry, pull out the credit card. I know. <laughs> well, on that note, you know, I want to segue just a slightly. So if I understand right, I heard um, that you actually built this huge business out of your home. Is that right? I did. Um, yes, I did, because 
I like my pajamas. <laughs> I also, you know, when you have low overhead, I'm already paying for my house rent. My <laughs> child is homeschooled and I'm the principal. So I've always brought in a teacher. Now my mom does it. So, you know, being home and around for that means I get more time with my kid than if he was off at school. Um, you know, an office would be great, but I use a lot of collaboration tools online. Uh, I live on Skype. I, I really live on Facebook. And this is what people think is funny. They're like, how do you run your business? Well, it even says it on my voicemail. You can find me faster on Facebook. I'm there. All my friends are there. And they can instantly reach me. I can instantly reach them. And really, only my friends talk to me there. Oh, interesting. Or my business contacts. And I can reach out and touch anybody because I have such a, a huge edge rank. Mm-hmm. I can tag somebody and get a hold of them. Yeah, you know, I tried to add you on Facebook. I think you've got too many followers. I have too, ma- I have too many friends. Send can you me reach out to me then? Because I can't connect you. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, it, it, it gets to that point. There's sometimes, and I, I actually do have like 37 spots available, but because I have like 6,000 friend requests pending, they, they won't let me have any more. I'm like, come on. So, That's incredible. Anyway. So how long have you worked from home? Uh, for a while. So back in the day, mm-hmm. let's see, when was the last time I worked in an office? So in uh, <laughs> 1999, I worked at uh, Kaiser. I did a whole bunch of uh, software testing, and I broke into banks, and I did a lot of uh, penetration studies, and oh, wow. Y2K was a really big deal. And so I did a huge project with Kaiser, and we basically reprogrammed all the computers, and there was 27 legacy computers. So we had to test it on all 27 computers. Every single thing we did was crazy. Oh, wow. So, so you were a true geek. You were like a network engineer back oh, in the a, day. Oh, I'm a total geek. And then uh, and then I moved to another company that I did artificial intelligence for banking. And that was super awesome because I had to write the testing harnesses to test an artificial intelligence. It was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, like crazy, crazy, like bleeding edge. Uh, everything was awesome. And, uh, and then, and then I went to uh, Netcentives, which was like Click Rewards, American Express, and Mastercard. And then I worked in another one where I was breaking into CalFed, and and I could break in and. And they didn't like that. But thank goodness CalFed got bought like the week before we oh, were supposed right. to deliver and that's everything right. got scrapped because it was that not Bob secure at all. Like that, right? Yeah. Wow. That's Oh, crazy. yeah. This is, you know, in the heyday of online banking. And I'm like, dudes, you can't, you can't do that. That's, it takes me like 10 seconds to get in. What are you kidding? <laughs> like, really? And so that's basically You're a how hacker. I live my life. Is You're a big there's, hacker. There's no such thing. I'm a former hacker. I, I've definitely lost my edge. But the <laughs> concepts remain the same, which is, you know, that they're really, it doesn't matter how secure you think something is. Mm-hmm. You just have to live your life as if anything could be plastered on the cover of the National Enquirer in the supermarket line as you're walking through the line with your mother and your kid. Yeah, That's don't how be I taking pictures life. in the nude. I mean, if, if you're going to do that, you're just asking for trouble. Oh, no, if you're going to do that, they better look damn good. And you exactly. Better be proud of Photoshop, it. right? Absolutely. But thank you. Liquify is my friend. So, <laughs> Liquify. <laughs> and, and seriously, I, it was funny because all these places say that they have naked pictures of me because mm-hmm. I, was, I was a celebrity. And I was like, awesome. Can you send me some? Because I swear I don't have any great naked pictures of me in my 20s. So I would <laughs> love to see what you've got. And they send me what they have. And I'm like, dude, that's on my MySpace page. It's so not naked. It's cleavage. 
I post cleavage from every red carpet I'm on. The girls always make an appearance. Really, it's not a secret. But people shouldn't have to pay a membership fee for that. You I'm perfectly use... comfortable taking the girls out on the red carpet. You need to use your assets when you can, right? I, exactly. Well, my thing is um, on the red carpet because I'm heavy right now, and I and I don't like it. But it's you know there's some hormone thing going on, and I'm normally a size zero, and now I'm a fourteen. <gasps> and so yeah, it's a huge difference. I heard that gasp. So it's a it, it's really hard for me. And so what I do is I dress to the point where the only thing you ever notice, you go eyes, smile, boobs, smile, eyes, smile, boobs, smile, and you just ricochet back and forth between the eyes, the smile, and the boobs, and they never really notice anything else. So that's my strategy, and it seems to be working. Oh, no, I'm going to send you something after this. I'm going to send you a gift. <laughs> I'm telling you, so um, I, I'm going to send you a pair of Hudson jeans. You're going to feel like a million bucks. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to come, because I really have to talk to you about working from home, because, you know, we're, we're working on this book project, and we're going to be showcasing you on this Money Tips Oh, book. fabulous. Yeah. So I want to talk about, yeah, like, so, so what's the biggest, I mean, we were talking about your advantages and how you're probably a lot more productive at home just because you don't have to drive everywhere, but... Um, do you think you work? Let, let me tell you about being, being a startup entrepreneur and working yes. from home. Let's talk. Here, here's the thing. I'm single. If I was not single, this would probably not work out this well. Mm-hmm. But I get up. Mm-hmm. I'm in my pajamas. Mm-hmm. I walk downstairs. I get a cup of coffee. I sit down at my laptop. Okay. So where most people are getting up, taking a shower, doing their hair, doing their makeup, picking out what they're going to wear having breakfast and commuting to wherever they're going to go, I've already got two hours in. I'm already two hours into my work day. Right. I live in a ponytail. I rarely put on makeup unless I'm, I have to, which I do media now. So now I have to do it more often, (laughs) but I swear during development, I was working on 24 hour cycles. So I would sleep two hours at a time because we had one teammate who was in Scotland and we had one teammate in Australia and here, and we were doing this, I installed WordPress December 6th for Crowded Reality. We wow. launched the site December 16th into beta with the All I Want for Christmas is My Own TV show. Uh-huh. And then we got our first show funded December 24th, eight oh days my later. Goodness. So that was pretty much 24 hours a day. If I had to go to an office, that uh-huh. wouldn't work. As a matter of fact, when I did work in an office back in the, you know, the, the millennium, uh, my contracts always stated that my dress code was be dressed. Because I was doing testing, and there was times when I would I would go home, mm-hmm. uh, and I lived like five minutes away, right? So, so that was that worked good. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, I worked four ten hour days, but but during testing, obviously, it's crunch time, so it's twenty hours a day. But I would literally come in at three o'clock in the morning to check my tests. I'd be mm-hmm. in my pajamas, in my slippers, and then turn around and go back home. So there was no dress code. Right. That was the whole rule: was I will be covered, <laughs> not quiet ready. <laughs> That's the rule. Um, so working from home, you you have to have good processes. So good communication, uh, checking in with your team, team management. I use a, a plugin for Google Apps called Teamwork. That's awesome. Oh yeah, that my works great. That. Yeah. Um, so that that is helping a lot um, for our software development. We use GitHub, but there's all these different tools that you can use that you don't need to be in the same room with the person mm-hmm. to be productive, right? And Skype with video conferencing is just amazing. So that it's works. Normal, right. This um, is a modern way to build a startup. 
is to work from you home. have to because you you just can't afford the overhead like mm-hmm. just even if even if there was rent right mm-hmm. i'm losing time getting dressed and getting to the office mm-hmm. and then i'm then i'm having the overhead of the phone line at the office the power at the office duplicate you know two desks and whatever mm-hmm. it when you're starting up it depends on what you're doing but sometimes it's best to put every penny on the screen which is what we did you know, we're doing a new TV show, and mm-hmm. uh, we don't have an office, but we got a studio. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, there's there's a pretty big investment. So instead of having an office, we have a studio. So, Adrian, uh, how do you market do your like that. Adrian? How do you market your business? Word of mouth. Uh, like, I have a new TV program right now called mm-hmm. How to Create, Produce, Distribute, and Profit from Your Own TV Show. Right. And it's a training class that I do that starts June second. Um, and some people who've taken it and some colleagues who know me really well and know what I've been offer, I've been able to offer for them in terms of marketing and stuff, uh, they're all sending it out. Like last week, I just went viral, completely organic, and did a reach of $25 million on my fan page that only had 5,000 fans. Oh my gosh. They were like, what? I got 359 million shares. Or sorry, oh 359,000 shares. It was awesome. That's crazy. So, well, it's crazy. So, so we teach people how to find their audience and and what to do with it and how to find the sponsors and how to design the show to architect it for the largest audience and the biggest impact and that whole thing. And it's all from home. So it's a telephone call. It's a teleseminar type thing with homework. So it's all done online, on the phone. It is the new way of working. And working from home it has enabled me to do a lot. Now, I forget to eat. That's the one thing. When you go to an office, people are like, you want to go to lunch, right? So you probably eat better if you're in an office than if you're at home because you either don't eat at all, live on coffee, or snack all day. So yeah, I, I think it's have, better to eat at home. Though. <laughs> it, well, I used to have a keeper, which was great because mm-hmm. um, basically breakfast was made, lunch was made, mm-hmm. right? And dinner half the time was prepped and ready for me to just make it quickly. Right. Um, so having a personal chef is mm-hmm. awesome. So how much time She's do you spend? She's a house manager. She managed everything in my world. <laughs> well, 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 you'll probably get there pretty soon at this rate. I mean, how? I just, I'm just curious. You've got like over 100, 109,000 followers on Twitter as my last check, I think, last night. So how, do you, how much time yeah. do you spend um, doing social media each week, would you estimate? Well, it's hard to estimate. Because mm-hmm. as we sit here and I'm talking to you, I'm also sharing things on Twitter and sharing <laughs> things on Facebook and liking and commenting. It's like a 24-hour, like when I sleep, I don't do it, but I do it right before I sleep, and then I do it first thing when I wake up. So um, I'm not the norm. You can actually get away with doing social media for a brand or for a business, and you can get it all done in about 30 minutes a day, half mm-hmm. hour to 60 minutes if you're really slow. Um, as long as you have a plan and you have an editorial calendar and you know what you're doing. You but if you tools. don't know what you're doing, uh, hire somebody who does. Yeah. Because that's the key, right? Yeah, it sure. only works if it actually works for, for you. Sure. There's no point in putting things up there that nobody's looking at and there's no engagement. Mm-hmm. Then it's just a waste of your time and it's not giving you the ROI that you need. So I guess I'm I'm curious because I, I work in an office, but you know, um, just like you, I have little I have young children, and so as much as I like to work from home, like every phone call, will you know you hear mommy this, and you know, can you read me a book? So oh how God. how do you separate work <laughs> from personal life? Um, I hit mute and scroll. 
scream at them to shut up <laughs> is what I do. There's the God's honest truth, right? You want mm-hmm. to no filter, transparent, what's it like to really work at home? Right. Um, it means you shower less. Right. <laughs> it means that... Having kids that, means you uh, shower less. <laughs> well, that that was exactly it. I talked to these mommies because I was hanging out with these... They were too perfect. And so right. then I, I hung out with the mommies that I really liked, and they were like, oh, honey, if you get a shower every three days, you are totally winning. Yeah, I was like, for okay, reals. There we go. Uh-huh. Seriously. There we go. I mean, I not every smell, mom, but, mom is like but, 80 pounds in but Lululemon. But washing my hair is a three-hour ordeal. I have to wash it. I have to dry it. I have to flat iron it. Like, I have to do my hair. It's a commitment. <laughs> so it lives in a ponytail most of the time. It's a project. <laughs> It's a project. Yeah. So, it's that or twin so for three hours. Home, it's like, when do I have three hours? I know. So uh, the homeschool thing is interesting. So my son is ADD Asperger's 180 IQ, which means that he does not survive well in school. Okay. He can do his entire day's classwork, though, mm-hmm. in a couple of hours instead of him being held hostage in class for eight hours. And, and told he's a bad kid and to sit still. And he's just he's just like, are you kidding me? And right. so then I teach him leadership and entrepreneurship skills. Mm-hmm. He's been the CEO of a military weapon design firm since he was five. And so I wow. teach him, here's how we're having a shareholder meeting, and here's how we're doing this, and this you need to document this, and what decisions did you make, and let's go over that. And like, I'm teaching him all of those CEO skills because he does not have the skill set to ever be an employee. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm just not who he is right so rather than trying to bend him to conform um, I decided to really help showcase his assets mm-hmm. and then teach him the things that he needs to make him an even stronger leader how old is he now he's 12 oh wow that's impressive yeah what a great job. I, I'm, I love this because as a fellow mommy, that's what I, I'm always saying this, you know, every child is different and there's no reason that our child needs to struggle and, and go through all this if, if we know how they succeed and kind of foster that environment for them. That's amazing. I love it. Basically, your son obviously is homeschooled. I know you said earlier that your mom teaches him as well so that she kind of helps out My a little bit. My mom lives with me. Oh, yeah, so I'm, I am a sandwich generation. I've got my mom and my kid. And, you know, thankfully I have a big enough house to handle that. It so would you have been take harder care of... where I used to live because there was just no room. Wow. So you take care of mom too then? Yes. Very good. Well, I guess I guess that, that that's how about finances. I mean, do you financially support your mom too? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah. So... You are like, you are true sandwich in, in the every dis- true. description. Totally true sandwich. Yeah, so yeah. you are it's, true sandwich. It's all, it's all me, baby. <laughs> I know, so let's talk <laughs> about that. Which I don't that. recommend, by the way. Oh, you like, don't recommend. <laughs> if you can avoid it. I would love, I would love to have a husband. Mm-hmm. I totally would. I have no bandwidth. Like, I'll log into Match.com and like, Three months later, log back in and go, oh, crap, they replied to my email. Like, <laughs> and I feel bad, right? And it's like, I want a boyfriend, but I would like one to just magically appear who's perfect because dating sucks, right? And I just yeah, don't have does. the bandwidth for dating. So it's one of those catch-22 things. So, you know. And usually they would pop up from, like, your workplace, but you're not working in the office, so you, you're not meeting them every day, so. Where would that I does meet them? And, oh, slight this, dilemma. This was the fun part. The mailman. So back when I 
back when I used to shower and get dressed up all the time. Uh-huh. I met the cutest men when I had my hair in a ponytail and I was wearing grubby sweats and I just got done gardening and I was sweaty and hot and dirty and I'd go to the grocery store to pick up, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was like the cutest guy. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> Always? Really? <laughs> so then your chances and weren't as strong at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no, no. They would always talk to me because I guess oh, I wasn't intimidated. you're not intimidated. So, oh, so, but, so but ladies, I'm, there's your technique. I'm, exactly. I'm almost 47, and I'm the CEO of a high-tech company. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were named one of the top 150 emerging startups of 2015, one of the best startups of 2014. And I'm a tech entrepreneur with a lot of high-tech people, and most of the CEOs are under 30. And so to be taken seriously, one of the things I have to do is avoid looking like a soccer mom. You know, so I I have a Loot Crate subscription, so I have a great T-shirt collection now. I wear a T-shirt, jeans, tennies, and a hoodie. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I really got to send her some Hudson's. (laughs) Seriously, right. We got to get her cute back up. And so it's hard because it's, you know, it's, it's hard because I have this, this vast history of experience, which is great. But at the same time, they're looking at me like, you know, are you too old for this? And it's it's an ageist thing. But they're looking at, well, this 20-year-old just came up with this, and now they're worth a billion dollars. So they, they tend to skew younger, you know. And thankfully, women entrepreneurs are making a, a huge inroads. Like, Thank you. Yes. VCs are starting to invest in women founders a mm-hmm. lot more. They are, and we should support one another, you know? I mean, yeah. we've got so many challenges and balances with family and life and work and everything. I mean, on that note, I mean, being like a sole provider for not only a child but also your mom and, and like you said, not having a husband to fall back on. So do you have any, I guess, what are some of your biggest financial concerns or do you have any financial concerns? Because you have a oh, lot writing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Always. Tons, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, college is one thing. Wondering if he's going to go or not go. Do I save? Do I not save? Is he going to just start a company? Should I be investing? How do I invest it? Because if he wants to start a company, he's going to need seed capital. Do we use the college fund for seed capital? Did I invest it correctly? There's a lot to think about. Mm. Um, long-term care insurance, thank goodness. That was one piece of the puzzle. Um that my mother-in-law took care of. She bought all of us. I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. She bought us a long-term care policy. Oh, and I'm looking at that nice with my gift. mom. because It is. She did yeah. a single pay, so we never have to pay for it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking at my mom, and my mom doesn't have long-term care insurance, and mm-hmm. she's going to be 69 this year. And, you know, and, and I, I look at her sometimes, and I go, wait, you're not allowed to get old. Because right? I, I only feel 29, Mm-hmm. And most of the time I look in the mirror and I look 30, 35, mm-hmm. and I still get carded. Like, where, go, when I'm trying to buy a six-pack of beer, I get carded. I'm like, really? I thought you had to card people that look under 30. They're like, we do. I like, know, and you got a yes. ponytail. Then. Right? There you go, yes. girl. I there love it. There we go, right? <laughs> so, so I still look really young, and, and I'm just like, no, I'm going to be 47. And my mom killed me the other day. She made a joke. She goes, well, you're closer to 50 than 30, or closer to 50 than 40 or so. I don't know what the joke was, but I, my jaw hit the floor and I was like, that is not true. Shit, that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Really? And my former husband just turned 60. So now I really feel old. 
Oh wow! I told him no, I was you're like, not you're not old. allowed to get old either. No, no, no you're too busy Nobody's to be old. That's why I always say you got you got you're way too busy to think about even getting old. I mean, so let's talk about this. Did you get any financial advice about working from home? Did anyone talk to you about this? Yes. So there's an awesome. There's a bunch of awesome things about working from home that people don't understand. One of them is that uh, a lot of people who work from home use TurboTax mm-hmm. to do their taxes, and it only gives you one or two ways to deduct your house, mm-hmm. and that's not the way. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is uh, you literally do it by square footage. Bathrooms, hallways, and unheated rooms do not count against your percentage of square footage. Mm. So when you calculate that out, if you saw my master suite, you would realize my bathroom, mm-hmm. I have a 3,700-square-foot house. My mm-hmm. bathroom mm-hmm. is 600 square feet. Wow. It's ridiculous. So closets, Huge. bathrooms, hallways, and unheated. So the hallway, the stairwell, mm-hmm. that's another bunch of square footage. The laundry room is unheated. The garage does not count. Mm. But I can count square footage in the garage that I use for business storage mm-hmm. as part of my square footage usage. Mm. And so the calculation gets huge. So what, you know, where you have your office set up, mm-hmm. and so when I get up first thing in the morning, I do my mail, I do my, all the stuff you can set up, ways to deduct that. Super awesome. That is super awesome. But you have awesome. to know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, you, so you make sure CPA. you have an accountant that actually understands how to do that, mm-hmm. but you can write off a ton of your housing expense. Um, same thing with your car. If you calculate your mileage, there's apps for that. There's actually an app that will Bluetooth into your car, I think, and like calculate the mileage for you and match it up to your calculator or your calendar. It was like crazy cool. There's an app for that. Um, then, uh, yeah, so all these, all these little tips and tricks, you can basically write off your entire life. Which That's is a incredible. great thing because when you, when you have an office, it makes it harder to write off your entire life. Yeah, right? for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, and so like vacations, uh, as long as you're doing four hours a day of work, then you can write off the vacation. So you always plan for things that you need to do in that place. Go on business trips, not vacations. Mm-hmm. That's a fun, another fun one. Yeah, of course. That makes and perfect so like sense. I have a membership here uh, to our country club. Mm-hmm. But it's a very inexpensive membership. It's right up the street, mm-hmm. and I can have free conference rooms and free event space. So that's where I do conference rooms. Right, well, that's I just meet people in my club. Yeah, and then I have a conference room. So I'm not renting an office space in an office. Mm-hmm. I'm taking them to you know come to my club and have lunch brought into the conference room and have a working lunch in the conference room. Like done, done, done. Easy, way cheaper than renting an office. Yeah, so much more efficient and so much more chic, too. All and I was going to say, and it looks, it looks a lot more shishi to not uh-huh. have an office. Yeah. When you're meeting, when you're like, just meet me at the country club. Wow. So how many employees? I'm golfing today. I don't even know how to golf. I live on a golf course. I don't even know how to golf. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I, I really, somebody should teach me how to golf. Yeah, I don't golf either. I, I don't, Honestly, I don't have time. I mean, I just think it's too slow. But, um, well, that, that's, so, that's so fascinating. So do you have any employees that work for you or no? You must. Um, I do, but they're all remote. Yeah, that makes sense. I need to have one that's going to be here in town. Mm-hmm. My business partner is, one of my business partners is here in town, my CTO, and uh, our attorney is in town, and my other business partner lives in Kentucky. So we're, we're spread out, but it doesn't matter because we do everything online. Yeah, if you are the right people, it really doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Right. So That's huge. really, 
the key to profitability is the ability to work online remotely. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, this was so enlightening. Thank you so much. I'm like, I'm just in shock. In fact, I would want to talk to you for hours. And I'm sure those of you who are listening <laughs> feel the same way. Um, but I, I have to be respectful, Adrian, of your time. I know you're really busy. I, I can't even tell you how grateful I am that you've spent this much time with us already. Um, but thank you for being on the show. I guess I'll, I'll just end with this. So what's next? What's next on the horizon for you? Well, we have our class coming up. So anybody who really does want to get their TV show done, they can go to wowisme.net, W-O-W-I-S-M-E.net. And right there on the front page, they can click on it. It's called TV Show 101. And, uh, we'll that include can a link, too, on the site for this, too. Awesome. And if they're already uh, ready to go on their show, crowdedreality.com. And they can post their project and start raising the money and building the awareness. Because that's really the key is that fan-backed awareness. So those are the things that we're working on now. We have some awesome shows coming up. We have an amazing spinoff show from Wake Up, uh, which is called The McKay Effect with Kate McKay. Mm-hmm. So that's our first spinoff show from Wake Up. So we're, we're just doing a ton of awesome, good work, and we're always loving to meet other people who are doing creative TV. You're rocking and rolling. I'm, I'm in love with you right now. Seriously, I, I have an idea. I'm going to definitely uh, talk to you about offline and we will we will we will make sure that we are in crowded reality awesome i love it well this is winnie sun thank you so much thank you so much adrian for being on the show and thanks for all of you who are listening tuning into the renegade millionaire show um to learn more about adrian i encourage you to follow her on all her social media channels i did so on twitter which is easier because she's got too many friends on facebook right now but definitely you know (laughs) definitely uh, reach out to her on on there as well and you got to check out her photo on twitter it's hilarious just you know you just got to make sure to do that Uh, and to learn more about me check me out at winniesun.com follow me on twitter at Sun Group WP. Adrian, your Twitter Twitter handle is at Adrian A D R Y E N N. And on Facebook, even though I have too many friends, you can still follow me there too and engage because my profile is completely wide open. Great. Thank you. And thanks again. And until next time, talk soon.